0: Manny Diaz is expected to be the next head football coach at Duke. Everyone knew this was coming. If you were watching this show, there was, there was smoke and there was fire, and now it's all but confirmed. What are the consequences of this? Who are the ideal candidates? We're discussing this on another edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are locked on, Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach Seiko. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Make Every Moment More, the official sports book of Locked On. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. Manny Diaz is all but confirmed to go to Duke. We are discussing that and so much more. The consequences of it. Could coaches go with him? Could players go with him, right? When there's a coaching change, I, I mean, the transfer portal is open, but could players follow him to Duke? This is a Power 5 ACC school. I, This is not a bad job. This one made complete sense. And 10 10 days ago, the everydayers knew this. We discussed this in its entirety, how much of a possibility this was. And and now it's come true. But where, where does Penn State pivot? Ideal defensive coordinator candidates. We'll discuss that in the final segment. I'm looking for your thoughts. Join the discussion. Join the comments section here. But if you're not already... A lot of you joined the show for the first time or are returning viewers, but you're not subscribers. Help out the show. It helps me do great work with the channel here. Subscribe to Locked on Nittany Lions on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I appreciate all the support as this channel, this show has grown so much. We've grown together. Thank you first and foremost. Manny Diaz it is sound for Manny Diaz. It sounds like they are in the final stages of getting a deal together for Diaz to become the next head football coach at Duke ESPN is reporting that Penn state is uh, going to be losing its defensive coordinator, but it's not official. It's not all it's all but confirmed here. Never say never. A decision is expected to be made in 24 hours. So I want to get the reporting right. As we sit here on Thursday, December 7th, later on in the afternoon going into the evening with this, with this live show here. So there is a chance that maybe Penn State, Pat Craft, James Franklin can convince Manny Diaz otherwise. But I, I think this is a done deal here. I think this was brewing for a long time. We discussed it. We discussed it on the show uh, in, in its entirety. And I, I laid out a bunch of reasons why Manny Diaz was, was going to leave Penn State for the Duke job. Uh, He's familiar with North Carolina. He coached at NC State at the beginning of his tenure, beginning of his coaching career from 2000 to 2005. I get it. That was a long time ago, but there is familiarity. It's not like he's walking into a very strange situation. He's coached in the ACC, right? He's been a Power 5 head coach. He's coached in the ACC. He was the head coach at Miami of Florida. So there it is again. He wanted to be a head coach, and we've known this all along. He was fired. He was let go. Maybe not necessarily the right way at Miami, but there was this, I don't want to say a revenge mentality, but Manny Diaz certainly had head coaching aspirations once again, and he's been upfront about that. James Franklin knew about this. Penn State knew about this as well, and for for Penn State, I... I think that they had a plan all of long, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss the consequences of it, uh, of why Manny Diaz taking the job and, and all the ramifications from it. But he wanted to be a head coach again, so there's the prestige. He also gets a raise. Penn State is not going to match a head coaching spot uh, dollar for dollar. You can only pay your assistants. You can only pay your candidates so much more money. Uh, in this case um, and Penn State just you could like I said they they've been competitive with the coordinators they've been competitive with like they they were able to match they were able to outbid other schools for the likes of Andy Kotelnicki but when it comes to a head coaching job Duke's going to be able to pay more they're going to be able to pay four or five million dollars does Penn State really want to do that for an assistant I don't think any program would So it makes sense that Penn State is not is not going to do that. Duke is not a bad job. Duke is not a bad job. Everyone says that this is a step backwards for him. It is not a head coaching job. It is a head coaching job. Uh, Yes, it's a basketball school. And I think maybe Manny Diaz has expected that maybe there's a little less pressure uh, on, on Manny Diaz to to take this job because Miami everything's. You're you're in the limelight, you know, this, the spotlight. This is uh, M- Miami of Florida has a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. And for Duke, I feel like that's a little relaxed. You can go about your business. You can do things that you want to do without the exterior pressure. Now, of course, you need to perform. If Manny Diaz is going to put together four and eight seasons at Duke, he's going to be let go faster than uh, he was uh, welcome on board. But look what Mike Elko was able to do at Duke in two seasons. I think that's the thought process here. Manny Diaz could have waited. Manny Diaz could have stuck around at Penn State for another year and said, all right, I'm going to take the chance that a Big Ten or an SEC job opens up for me. But look at Kurt Cignetti at James Madison. Look at Mike Elko at Duke. Smaller head coach. Because yes, it, Duke is a smaller head coaching job in terms of the level, in terms of the prestige. But it's still Power 5. Same thing, James Madison moving, moving up into Division I FBS football, right? These are smaller head coaching jobs, not as well-respected, but look where they launched the respective head coaches just a year ago, just going into this offseason. Mike Elko now heavily, heavily compensated at Texas A&M after two years at Duke and Kirk Cignetti moving to the Big Ten and taking the Indiana Hoosiers job. That That's really where the evidence lies. Manny Diaz sees that and says, okay, if I do my time at Duke for one, for two, maybe three years, I could get back into the SEC, the Big Ten, or see a significant pay raise when all of a sudden done it. It, it just it made so much sense. We talked about it on the show. We outlined it, why where the smoke was. There was plenty of fire in, in this case. I, I wish Manny Diaz nothing but the best. I, I really do. I think that this one, I, I think he's going to succeed here because he's had that experience now. He's coached in the Big Ten. He was, you had your opportunity to fail. And that's the biggest place to fail at, right? Miami of Florida. You had your opportunity to take those learning experiences with you. So no wonder Manny Diaz it was one of the top candidates for the Duke job opening. No wonder Manny Diaz is interested and no wonder he is all but confirmed to take the job in this case. Losing a defensive coordinator when you had to fire your offensive coordinator is not an ideal scenario. So now Penn State has to adjust to the potential consequences before they can even think about hiring a new defensive coordinator. We're going to discuss that in the upcoming segment. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors on today's episode. And that is FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team simply wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. And right now, Penn State, it is a three and a half point favorite versus Ole Miss in the bowl game. The total is set at forty nine and a half, but that's probably going to change as coaches continue to move around, players continue to enter the enter the draft or opt out, enter the portal. So watch this line as it will continue to move as the game is still about three weeks out. But if you like those lines, if you want to bet on Penn State and Ole Miss, you visit fanduelcom slash Locked On. That is is slash Locked On. And keep playing along with the NFL and college football seasons. Fanduel, an official partner of the NFL. And the Locked On Podcast Network is proud of this one, launching the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. plus. The national shows covering each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. What are the possible consequences of Manny Diaz accepting the Duke head coaching job? We'll start with this Manny Diaz could take coaches with him. And I will go on the record right now that this is a significant, strong possibility. If Manny Diaz offers a full play caller, offensive coordinator spot to either one of Ty Howell or J1 Sider, they will most likely accept. They have had their opportunity as co-offensive coordinators at Penn State, and I'm not saying they were shunned. I'm not saying they were left behind when Penn State went outside to hire Andy Kotelnicki. Kotelnicki, at this point in time, is the better offensive coordinator candidate than either of those two because of the experience, he's been an offensive coordinator, he's been a play caller now for um, um, over a decade, right? And for the first time, you're calling plays at the Big Ten for just a couple of games, and you call them against the likes of Rutgers and Michigan State, that's enough to put you in the conversation, and you've been around Penn State staff for a long time, but it's not enough to land you the Big Ten Penn State offensive coordinator full-time play calling duties. So. If Manny Diaz, who's built, he's another guy that is very good at building strong relationships. That's why he was able to come to Penn State and have the impact that he had. But now if, you know, if and when he goes to Duke, right, it's all but confirmed here. He's going to have an open offensive coordinator spot. Maybe he has some other relationships with past coaching stops that he'll be able to bring in. But I got to think that J1 Sider and Ty Howell are on his short list to be the play caller to be the the full offensive coordinator at Duke. And Sider and Ty Howell would not be wrong for accepting that spot. No, they wouldn't go together. This wouldn't be a package deal. I I don't think that's going to happen. If I think anybody is going to be hired, it's going to be J1 Sider. I would think J1 Sider is the first candidate that Manny Diaz is going to look at for that Duke offensive coordinator spot. Uh, J1 Sider is a former quarterback. He's an excellent recruiter. Right. If you want, if you really want to hit, if you want to kill two birds with one stone in this case, you knock out your recruiting goals and your offensive coordinator goals in one hire, and that's what J. One Sider is. J. One Sider doesn't have any more upward mobility at Penn State. That is a huge consequence. I am really my biggest concern is that J. One Sider does in fact leave to take a potential Duke offensive coordinator spot. I will go on the record, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm, wrong. I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but my prediction is that J1 Sider is the offensive coordinator at Duke and follows Manny Diaz. Ty Howell could be another option if somehow Penn State is able to convince J1 Sider that if you bide your time, if you wait here, Andy Kotelnicki takes a head coaching job or, right, or goes to the NFL or something like that, you'd be the next guy since you've called plays, since you're the co-offensive coordinator. But I just don't see any more upward mobility in the near future. J1 Sider. He's kind of maxed everything out. He can only add so many titles. He can only prove how good of a recruiter he is for so long. Eventually, he's got to move up as well. It's the same thing with Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz was never going to be the defensive coordinator forever. J1 Sider is not going to be the running backs coach forever. At some point, he's going to want to move up. He's not going to settle. Could Manny Diaz take players with him? It's a possibility. He, remember this, he's the linebacker's coach as well. No, I'm not implying that all oh, Kobe King, Abdul Carter, all these guys are going to jump into the transfer portal. That, that's not what I'm implying at all. But I think about players that he has recruited in the past, Tony Rojas. I'm not trying to just, you have to be aware of the situation. Guys who committed to Penn State because of who they were going to be working with, who they were going to be working with in Manny Diaz at the given time, Don't tell Manny Diaz isn't going to say, all right, well, I'm taking the Duke head coaching job and and now I'm just going to I'm going to leave the roster alone. Maybe there's a a mutual respect between him and James Franklin, but you can't tell me that there's not going to be conversations had about what opportunities are are available. KB on keys, Tony Rojas, some of those younger linebacker prospects that were recruited and committed to with Manny Diaz it's it's not out of the realm of possibility here here are the players takes on it just to give some perspective no indication that they're they're leaving but the players what I'm getting at is the players clearly liked Manny Diaz they did then Dennis Sutton posted on X that th- this essentially was expected he said quote no surprises Jalen Reed just posted a bunch of nervous grin emojis Those aren't any indicators that these guys are disgruntled. They're going to enter the transfer portal, but it is upsetting because Penn State knows how competitive it could have been going into 2024 and Manny Diaz is leaving. I am all for coaches doing what's best for them. Same thing with players. If you think the best option is going to the NFL, if you think the best option is going to another school and getting a fresh start, by all means, do it but you can't argue that the players did not like Manny Diaz and aren't hurt by this it's not coming i don't think it's coming as a surprise but it's coach if you could have stuck around for one more season we could have built something great here it's a shame that you're taking this other opportunity now the players did not want him to go obviously remember he coaches the linebackers too so just be aware of that in the short term but those those players that aren't necessarily playing as much at Penn State right now. And we've heard so much positive conversation about a KB on Keys. Uh, KB on Keys is not from Pennsylvania. I, I think he's from Virginia and, and would move closer to, I, he was being recruited by North Carolina. Penn State had to out-recruit North Carolina. Okay, so if that was one of his top choices, KB on Keys is already comfortable with the North Carolina area where Duke is. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? The timing of all of this, the timing of this move from defensive coordinator Manny Diaz, it hurts because Penn State, by firing Mike Yurcich in the middle of the season, they were able to start, begin the due diligence of going through and assessing ideal offensive coordinators. Andy Kotelnicki happens because you were out in front and able to go past, Other schools that were vying for his services, or Kansas that was trying to retain him, Manny Diaz. Albeit it is only two weeks later since Kodal Nicky happens, but Mike Yursich was fired in the middle of the season. That was a lot. That was almost a month ago. And look how quickly Penn State turned around. But look how many moves have been made that maybe Penn State is thinking about. Well, if Manny Diaz takes the head coaching job a little sooner. What happens? And I'm not saying you push him out the door to say, all right, we need our next guy. We need our next guy. You fight for the guy to try to retain him. That's what Kansas did. But this is where it's going to lead to my next prediction of who Penn State will make as a defensive coordinator, as we'll discuss that in the third segment. But DeAnton Lynn, former Penn State defensive back, 2008 to 2012. Lynn was the architect of a top five UCLA defense. Top 10 at a very minimum. The analytics say so. They had the number two rush defense in the entire country, which would be great for the Big Ten. And USC picks him up. USC is able to hire Lynn. Imagine if Penn State is able to have those conversations when uh, Manny Diaz is, is not in the fold anymore, right? You, you can't go and scout defensive coordinators when you currently have one employed. DeAnton Lynn would have been my top choice would have been a home run hire to go along with Andy Nicky, Lynn, the architect of that UCLA defense, a Chip Kelly defense, right? And Lynn made them look really good. That's an offensive-minded guy. And Lynn took them, top 10 at a minimum. The analytics had them as top five. UCLA, in the Pac-12 too, right? The Pac-12 is full of offensive juggernauts. And UCLA put together that kind of defense. And now USC gets them, and great. USC's coming to the Big Ten. Another one, Elijah Robinson. Elijah Robinson, interim head coach at Texas a and now just accepted the defensive coordinator job at Syracuse. This would have been another home run hire because he's an excellent recruiter. I think he recruits better than Manny Diaz, former grad assistant for, for Penn State. Both of those guys made a lot of sense. Those are your 1A and 1B. You could have a case for either of them, and they're they've already been picked up. They already have new jobs, and what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to convince, uh, convince DeAnton Lynn to leave USC to come to Penn State when he's already signed on as the defensive coordinator, already had his introductory press conference. Same thing with Elijah Robinson. You had your experience as the Texas A&M head coach, interim head coach, when Jimbo Fisher was fired, and, and Fran Brown offers you the job. Fran Brown works quickly. I've had two episodes now. Devoted to talking about the impact that Fran Brown will have on Penn State and not once, but twice. He's already uh, undercut Penn State here by taking away a uh, Ahmad from, from Penn State as a recruiting coordinator and make or a recruiting analyst and making him the recruiting coordinator at Syracuse. And, and now it, this is a, a bit of a chess move, right? Hiring Elijah Robinson in this case. No, I don't think Fran Brown makes that hire at Syracuse to say, well, I don't want Penn State to have him. So I'm going to, I'm going to have him. But look how quickly Fran Brown has already had an impact on what Penn State wants to do. Everyone told me I was crazy for thinking that that wasn't a good hire or for thinking that was a bad hire or something like that, along the lines of that I was overrating the hire. Fran Brown is a problem, not only in recruiting, but look at the decisions he's made by taking a mod away from the recruiting staff and now Elijah Robinson off your defensive coordinator board. So now I have my prediction based on those ideal candidates going away for Penn State who who's left who will Penn State hire i i know i know who they're it's a prediction but i'm very confident of who they are going to make as the next defensive coordinator penn state could have sat down with manny diaz and, say, and manny diaz could have said to james franklin hey i'm really exploring some head coaching options and i'm going to leave i and then they would have known. But when someone's already on staff, you're not going to make phone calls here and there. You've all, you always have a plan. You always anticipate who's going to be next up in these situations. But in the, in the, in the upcoming segment here, there's the list of coordinators that are because Lynn, because Lynn and Robinson are now off the board. Who makes sense for Penn State that is available? Well, I got five of them here that are potential candidates and strong candidates for Penn State to promote, including my pick to be the defensive coordinator, my prediction, and my seal of approval, who I think Penn State gets the most out of if they make this person the next defensive coordinator. We'll discuss that in just a moment. Let's hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and just watch those winnings roll in. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, as I've mentioned. An enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games, college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is then rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So now what do you got to do? You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code on College for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code Locked On College for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. And in this final segment, let's discuss now the replacements, ideal candidates to take over for Manny Diaz if and when he accepts the accepts the Duke head coaching job. It's not official yet, but it looks like the terms are being finalized here. I got five candidates since my, my two home run hires outside of the program, Deanton Lynn are, and Elijah Robinson, are off the board. You could still make a push for Elijah Robinson, because, but I don't think since he just accepted the defensive coordinator spot at Syracuse, I don't think that he's going to turn away from them to come back to Penn State. But it would have made a lot of sense. Uh, if he was still available, same thing with Lynn leaving UCLA to go to USC. Those two would have been out of the park. My seal of approval, but you you can only look in the past so much. You got to look towards the future here. My pick and my prediction to take over as Penn State's next defensive coordinator is Anthony Poindexter. This one is the move to make. He's been on he's been on staff for quite some time now. He's familiar. He's the co-defensive coordinator already. So he's second in command to Manny Diaz. That means he has the second most influence. That means he's designing the game plans. He's a former defensive coordinator in his own right. He's been working closely with the secondary. And Penn State secondary has been really good the past few seasons. He was almost hired away by his alma mater. So he's viewed already as a head coach, a head coaching candidate at the power five level. The fact that this is all the evidence that I need to see here. You have to read in between the lines with these cases. The fact that Anthony Poindexter, who was rumored to be an all-but-done deal to go to Virginia here, his alma mater, and he turned it down to return to Penn State as an assistant coach, tells me the conversations that were had behind closed doors. Penn State knew that Manny Diaz was going to leave in two to three years. James Franklin probably had an honest conversation. If and when Manny Diaz accepts the job, you will be the next defensive coordinator and we are going to hire internally. Penn State probably worked overtime to keep him around for this exact reason. And here we are. So Anthony Poindexter, in my opinion, will be and should be the next defensive coordinator, you don't miss a beat. This also, cover, this also covers some other spots, too. Let's check some other boxes. You, are the players that are upset, that are disgruntled, you keep player morale, you keep staff morale at an all-time high because Anthony Poindexter is already on staff and has all of these great relationships. He knows the team. He knows the players. He's already working with them closely. If you go and hire outside of the program, outside of the system, once again, who knows what assistant coaches could leave? Who knows what players could leave in the transfer portal? You basically put a lot of that to rest by promoting Anthony Poindexter within. So I I, I don't think you go outside. If Penn State does, if Penn State does in fact say that James Franklin wants to, and, and look what happened last time, 2015. In 2015, Penn State went outside to go get Joe Moorhead from Fordham after they fired, right? After they fired their offensive coordinator and John Donovan, and Bob Stoops leaves for the Tennessee defensive coordinator job and they promote within and make Brent Pry the defensive coordinator. That's all I'm saying. It's a weird deja vu, folks. It is really strange. So my pick is Anthony Poindexter. I not only predict him to be the next defensive coordinator, but this is my choice, who I would pick to be the next defensive coordinator for Penn State. I already made my case for Elijah Robinson, but he is not available, and I don't think he's going to turn over because that would look really bad. You don't sign with the program. You do. We've seen Josh McDaniels do it in the NFL, right? We've seen him agree to be a head coach and then say, no, I'm, I'm going to stay, or I'm going I'm to leave. I'm not going to accept it. That's a really bad look. And I don't think, I think Elijah Robinson has too much self respect and mutual respect for the, the staff he's joining at Syracuse to do that. But here are some other realistic options if Penn State is going to go outside of the program again, like they did with Andy Nicky. Uh, someone who has been brought up a lot is Zach Arnett. Mississippi State going through some coaching changes here. He was the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State with the Bulldogs from 2020 to 2022. This one doesn't make sense to me because he's coached in the SEC a long time. I mean, and doesn't really have a lot of connections to Penn State in the Big Ten. Now, Manny Diaz didn't really either, but it seems like James Franklin and Manny Diaz already had uh, a connection because of his time in the SEC uh, or in the time being down south, being at Vanderbilt. But I, I think because Arnett has a similar style to Diaz of that attacking style, from what we know, from what we've seen, it's, it's an aggressive defense. How much do you want to change? And that's why Poindexter makes a lot of sense, because Poindexter is already coaching a defense that's attacking style and nature. He doesn't have this different style of defense that is going to completely reinvent the wheel. He's just going to pick up where Manny Diaz left off. So Poindexter, more the case for him to be the next guy. But our Ar- net fits the theme. I also worry about this, too. Arnett's probably going to be in the same boat of looking to be a head coach at some point in time, and so is Anthony Poindexter, but I, I feel like Poindexter would stick around for three to four, five years. He passed up his alma mater. He could have been hired as the next UVA head coach and said, you know what? I'm going to stay as a Penn State assistant. I, what, what is Arnett's loyalty to Penn State if he were to come in? That, that's my biggest concern here. But you get a nice, young, up-and-coming defensive mind, but somebody who's going to have certainly head coaching aspirations once again. Another one on this list that, that does make a lot of sense because he's coached in the Big Ten. He's been a head coach in the Big Ten, and he is a defensive mastermind. Maybe he's not the best head coach, but that is Tom Allen. Tom Allen recently let go by Indiana in favor of Kurt Cignetti, and that's fine. But I also could see Tom Allen accepting uh, an analyst job too. I, I like Tom Allen a lot. I, I think I do truly believe that he, he schemes very well. He understands how to game plan. I just don't know who he is as a head coach, but you're not asking him to be the head coach, the CEO. You're asking him to be responsible for the defensive unit. He understands the Big Ten. He's recruited as a head coach. Players really like him. And, and what he was able to do less with more, those Indiana defenses, not as of late, but over his tenure were pretty respectable for the level of talent that they had and they were able to provide fits across the conference there so they you know remember how good they were in the covid season and i know the circumstances there and how they were able to but tom allen found some success but he's a defensive guy i would like him to come on as an analyst if that's a possibility ola adams leaves i would like to see penn state possibly make him an analyst if there is a spot to do that One that I've seen brought up, some people agree with this one a lot, others don't, and that is Jim Leonard. Well, we know Jim Leonard's track record. He was doing very well at Wisconsin. Paul Crist was fired. He became the interim head coach, and then he wasn't retained. They ended up going in a different direction with Luke Fickle, but the former defensive coordinator, he's now a senior defensive analyst at Illinois. This one could make sense from the fact that he's not officially a defensive coordinator. He is an analyst, so it's a promotion. It's a raise. Does Penn State again, kind of the same thing with Arnett? Does Penn State really want to go outside of the program for Jim? Now Jim Leonard, attacking style defense, right? Very good, and he was a defensive back in the NFL, so he understands how to play, how to coach a very good secondary. Understands recruiting. He's interviewed for head coaching spots. So uh, Leonard, uh, another Penn State really can't go wrong with any of these candidates. To be honest, either I think it's a win from any respective of. If you go get Jim Leonard, if you go get Tom Allen, if you go get Zach Arnett, my favorite, my most ideal candidate here is Anthony Poindexter because it just saves a lot of headaches, a lot of potential consequences if you hire from within. Penn State did it the last time in, 2020, in 2015, and now they hear, here they are again in 2013. This one, I'll, I'll shout out Matty Fresh. Matt Fryler has been on the show as an esteemed guest for a lot of the time, but he brought this one up. And I, it's interesting, but I don't think it's going to, I know it's not going to happen. Pat Fitzgerald, former Northwestern head coach. PR matters. Public relations matters. I'm, I'm just including the name here because I think it's a point of discussion. Players respond to him. If you want to talk about somebody doing less with more, it is Pat Fitzgerald if not for the Northwestern fallout, I'm not justifying it. I, I can't justify it because of the rumors, the allegations, everything that happened, you know, allegedly at, at Northwestern. This one from a pure X's and O's coaching standpoint, yes, Pat Fitzgerald, if he was let go because things weren't working out for other reasons, then yes, Pat Fitzgerald would be probably one of my, def- my top defensive candidates if all these people were available, right? Lynn, Robinson, Fitzgerald, those would be my big three. But because of what happened, you cannot make that kind of move that that's just that's a lot of red flags, a lot of red flags here. Uh, but Pat Fitzgerald, I think, is just an intriguing name from the discussion. He, he can coach. Like I said, he was able to do a lot at, at Northwestern, um, and he probably wants to be a head coach at some point again. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him for that. But that's that's where I will leave. I will leave that one there just to include it because I, I like Maddie Fresh a lot. And I thought it just raised it raised my eyebrows like, huh, that's not one that would have crossed my mind. But those are all the the most likely candidates that Penn State could interview if they're not going to make Anthony Poindexter uh, the next defensive coordinator. But I think they do. And that's the right decision. And, and it has I, I co-sign on that, in, in my opinion. So. Everyone's probably wondering, this is what I want to finish with. Penn State replacing two coordinators, because we've heard James Franklin say this, and it's very true. When you have to make staffing changes, that consistency, that status quo, it goes away. Relationships and dynamics change. We get that. We understand that. Because when coming into the 2023 season, James Franklin said, we're in a good position to succeed because we have Mike Yersuch and Manny Diaz returning as both of the coordinators. And that was the first time that that had happened in, in in a long time in James Franklin's tenure. That is a rarity that that happens where both coordinators return in the same off season for a second or third year. And it didn't work out. It obviously did not work out. So James Franklin, he's right in the sentiment, but we find, we figured out that Mike Yurcich wasn't the offensive coordinator that we were led to believe. But look at 2015. Penn State fires John Donovan. Penn State goes out and hires, right? They hire outside of the program Joe Moorhead. And then Bob Stoops leaves for Tennessee to take the defensive coordinator job. And then they promote from within Brent Pry, an assistant, someone who's been with James Franklin for a long time. Here we go again. I'm not a deja vu. And I'm not saying that Penn State is going to win a Big Ten title because of this, but let's look at it this way. Penn State got its number one candidate on its offensive coordinator list in Andy Kotelnicki. I feel like Mike Yurcich wasn't the number one choice a few years back. I feel like Penn State settled. They admitted James Franklin was honest and said Kotelnicki was our number one guy, and they got him. Okay. Anthony Poindexter could have left for Virginia to take the head coaching job where he's coached before, where he's played. And he stayed at Penn State as an assistant. How was Penn State able to convince him to stay when that Power 5 ACC head coaching job was there for him to take? It all makes sense. It all lines up. I think this is out of the a lot of worst case scenarios could happen here. There could be fires everywhere. The infrastructure could be crumbling. And Penn State, to make out with Andy Kotelniki as your offensive coordinator and play caller, to promote from within, to keep everything going, to keep the ship afloat, and promote Anthony Poindexter, who is certainly more than qualified to take over at this point. Penn State is still in a really good spot to succeed for 2024. They are setting themselves up nicely under the circumstances. I don't think it's 2016 all over again because you're getting the Big Ten expansion, right? This is going to be the toughest schedule, at least in my recent memory, right? And I'm young. I'm in my late 20s, okay? So I don't remember all the, you know, the past decades of Penn State football. But certainly from my point of view, this is by far the toughest schedule that Penn State is going to be playing in the regular season in 2024. In the fact that you get Codel Nicky, an improvement over Mike Yursich and Anthony Poindexter, who isn't maybe an improve could be described as an improvement over Manny Diaz, but it's certainly not a drop off. It is certainly not a drop off. Penn State makes out very well with these hypothetical moves here. One set in stone with Codel Nicky, we're anticipating that Poindexter should be and will be the next defensive coordinator. A long-winded. Locked on Nittany Lions Live. I appreciate each and every one of you joining the conversation, commenting. I I appreciate these discussions. This is your show as it is much of mine. Help out the channel. Keep up with everything that we do here on Locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast for Penn State football, men's basketball. We'll be talking about that soon, but we've had so much news come out about Penn State football that we, we can't just put those conversations to the side. Penn State basketball will have its turn As Big Ten play opens up, they went to overtime against Maryland. I I understand that. But for all that and more, become an everydayer. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, help out the channel. I appreciate the feedback, the comments, the discussion. Like the episode as well. Share it with friends and family for more Penn State football content and all Penn State athletic content. Keep it right here on Locked On Nittany Lions.